Hello, this is Canyon Podcast Preacher, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Water. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Supplemental Sex, or It's Not Just Sex. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode five of seven. Oh, look, now you've done it. We have drawn an Ephesians crowd. Ephesians 4, 17, 19. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with greediness. Now maybe it's just me, but I see a new topic, or maybe just another element, that works against healthy marriages and a healthy sex life. Of course, in an attempt to break all the rules or to place people, yep, ignorant of God people, in bondage to Satan and the curse of sin. What is this new element? It is a Christian's falling away. Look at 1 Timothy 4, 1, 3 again, and then Ephesians 4, 17, 19. See the common thread? Christians, whether it be intentional or by their own lack of God knowledge, will have something to do with squirrelifying the traditional marriage. Okay, but the topic, Ken. Look at what happens when you dumb up. It happens because you have given yourself over to lewdness. In order that, yes, it leads to other sin. Okay, so now you are used to my methods. Let's decom that word so as to eliminate any guesswork as to what we individually think it means. Lewdness, indecency or obscenity, vulgar, sexual character or behavior. The strip club has been shut down repeatedly for lewdness and public sexual acts. I don't know about you, but I am compelled to ask why it is, when we have the absence of God in our lives, why one of the key factors in that position is a corruption of sex and intimacy. And another question is that why, even with the foreknowledge that these things will happen, that we walk right into the front door of trouble? Never mind. Paul answered that question even before I asked it. In the futility of their mind, verse 18, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, ignorance meaning a lack of knowledge, because of the blindness of their heart, and blindness of a heart is usually intentional, same as ignorance, since both of them are a solvable problem, by getting in the Word and finding out who God is and how He wants you to live your life, you can't put it on anybody but yourself. Well, the good news is that we can soldier on and possibly get some better news here. Now, you know I have to drive the nail flush. And hey, guess what? Peter's in the house. Let's see what he has to say about it. Second Peter 2. Second Peter chapter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people even as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bringing on themselves swift destruction. And many will fall in their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. Verse 4. For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them in a change of darkness, 
to be reserved for judgment, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the filthy conduct of the wicked. For that righteous man, dwelling among them, tormented his righteous soul from day to day by seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment, and especially those who walk according to the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise authority. They are presumptuous, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries, whereby angels who are greater in power and might do not bring a reviling accusation against them before the Lord. But these, like natural brute beasts, made to be caught and destroyed, speak evil of the things they do not understand, and will utterly perish in their own corruption, and will receive the wages of unrighteousness, as those who count it pleasure to carouse in the daytime. They are spots and blemishes, carousing in their own deception while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery, and that they cannot cease from sin, enticing unstable souls. They have a heart trained in coveted practices, and are accursed children. They have forsaken the right way and gone astray, following the way of Balaam the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he was rebuked for his inequity. A dumb donkey, speaking with the man's voice, restrained the madness of the prophet. Verse 17. These are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually escaped from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The latter end is worse for them than the beginning. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered to them. But it has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. Well, that is a mouthful, especially for those of us who are all about absorbing the revelation of the scripture. But in this, allow me to steer you back to the topic. So let's look at two things in this story. We want to ask, what does this have in common with 1 Timothy 4, 1, 3 and Ephesians 4, 17, 19? And does this story also show us something of the degradation of a Christian who refuses to listen to anyone in authority and so therefore did not allow them to equip them for the work of ministry? making them a soldier disciple who could be found standing in these days of war. Ephesians 6, 13, 14, in part. The full story, Ephesians 6, 10, 18. So verse 20 tells us that these peeps had escaped the grips of the world already, but in their own fouled hearts they returned to the party. We can ascertain just by the gross verse, 22, 
dog analogy that if we leave the God life for the perceived good life, you will lap it up, sex and all. Sorry, Peter was gross first. So I highlight these three scriptures to point out that if we don't stand strong in our faith actively, then we will fall right back into sexual degradation. These scriptures are not talking to the unbeliever or believers specifically. They are for those who are dancing with the idea that managing their sex life as per scripture is not the priority that I am making it out to be. Am I saying that if you don't do as the Bible states regarding your sex and intimate married life, then you will fall away? Well, do I need to repeat what has already been taught on the subject? The risk is extraordinary. I told you it's not just about sex. Well, that ought to be about it on the whole falling away and back into the vomit pool of lust, lewdness, and sex, right? You know, you know. 2 Timothy 3.17 But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Now before I go into verse 6, I just want you to know that instead of us turning away from them, we invite them back into church. <laughs> but that's another message. So verse 6, For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captive of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Well, maybe Timothy had a twin brother. Nope, he mentioned this falling away group in both of his letters. The lack of self-control in the affairs of sex is already here. The intentional sinner and backslider are waiting for the widespread deception and prevailing openness about fornication and intentional adultery. They are not waiting for money to fall from the sky or for peace to circumvent the globe. Nope, they are waiting for a boundaryless and open sexual revolution, and all while being escorted by their own lusts. Enough. Well, that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.